oh my god like if uh-huh. my if i brought my boyfriend to dewey and he was like i'll hit the beach in the morning set up the chairs and umbrellas i'm like F- i will suck your dick the second you walk back in okay i went down there with your dad and did it a bunch <laughs> of times so yeah you did do it <laughs> Welcome back. I should just yell, let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Is it going to rain? <laughs> We're no, here. it was a real question. Oh, I asked that two seconds ago. Oh. <laughs> well, Maybe Bella, that's, we have our assistant here. Bella, what's the weather? Are you checking the weather? Uh, I don't know. It, it looks a little cloudy outside. It is not going to rain. Great. <laughs> well, it will rain. It will rain. I love that song. Bruno Mars. Um, We're here wearing the new merch. Oh yeah, we have new merch. We're wearing it. We're going to talk about We're it. We're going to talk about it. I am back from the Hamptons, showering indoors, not happy about it. Walk outside, take a shower at 10 when Bella says it's going to start raining. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. There is a TikTok that is of this home tour, apartment tour in New York, and the guy has an outdoor shower. I'm going to say it's up there with the top five things people have sent to me. I bet, mm-hmm. I bet 300 people sent it to me. Ashley, people emailed it to us. They emailed it. We got like six emails about it. I, the, the amount of emails that came in last night that were like, it's this is just for Ashley. This has never happened in the history of the podcast. Four years. There, this you, is just for Ashley. Here's this TikTok. And I, and I was like, I, you know, when that happens, I'm like, I, I almost rebel against even liking it because I'm so annoyed, but I'm uh-huh. also happy people think of me, you know, always. But I did put it on my story and then I was like, now if you're still sending it to me, check the story first. <laughs> I love this stuff that starts with a million people probably sent this to you. Yes. If you find yourself typing it, yes. Yes. <laughs> we love you guys. But also. also on that note, listen, I am going to look into putting an outdoor shower in my patio. Can you imagine? My patio is not private at all. Yeah, but like, it's so big. Like, what else are you supposed to do with all What am space? I supposed to do out there? If they don't let me do it, guess who's moving? We I'm kidding. I'm holding, on to the, I'm holding on to these COVID rates as long as I can. <laughs> You're never my rent. The rent in this building has like doubled. Actually, and I'm like, I come over and there's just like a hose outside. <laughs> you shower outside with a hose. <laughs> Oh my God. Can you imagine? I just do like a little like tent around it. And then I'm just out there with the hose. I'm like, look at me. You know what you should buy is one of those spray tanning tents that they bring over. <laughs> to your apartment. I did that one. It's just a hose pointed into it. Okay. And this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp Therapy Online. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash GG. So you know, if you listen to the show that we are such fans of therapy and anything that can really improve your mental health and get you to a better place where you are loving and enjoying your life more and spending the time the way you want to. A lot of people spend their lives wishing they had more time, but the question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. So therapy can really help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. It's so helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries, empowering you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma, et cetera. It helps you with your relationships, whether romantic, friendships, family, all the things. So we really cannot recommend it enough. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and then switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So again, check out BetterHelp, see if it works for you, learn to make time 
for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GGE today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash GGE. Guys, it's a big week. So much work has gone into this. We have worked so, so hard on this. We have all new merchandise. We are so proud of it. It drops today, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Pacific. It looks great. People are right now are going like, why does this feel like deja vu? We've done this one year ago, exactly one year ago, last August. Yeah, I, well, merch is a journey, as I said. We should, we, <laughs> we should we make merch? This is merch is a journey, merch is a journey, merch. We can't add another Hoon's collection. I will not be okay. Um, what's your favorite thing about it? Um, it's just it's all new. So we switched companies and we have really cool stuff for you guys. So, um, we have amazing crop tanks and crop t shirts. My favorite of the sets, the pink sweatsuit that you're wearing right now, is mm. unbelievable. And we have different bottoms, you can mix and match everything together. We have tie-dye sweatshirts. I would say actually my favorite thing about the whole collection is this like really pretty embroidered girls got to eat on every single thing that we sell. Yes, it's it's, there's like, yeah, there's embroidery on like the the like cuff of the sweatshirts and right by the pocket of the short embroidered. Um, we didn't say what the pink sweatsuit says. It says vaxxed wax snack. <laughs> and I wore it in a little premature, but I wore it in a story about getting vaccinated and people were like, hold up. Does that say Vax Wax Snack? <laughs> I did a whole like TikTok reel. I'm going to get on TikTok soon, I guess. Um, follow me over there. But uh, like a slow-mo wearing it and like pointing at it. Like this is how we're walking into indoor venues in New York. Like that's probably my favorite thing. It's like, I love the design. Just like bold, loud, vaxxed and waxed. Also a snack. It's, it's a set. The shorts are, the I'm wearing them right now. The shorts are the most comfortable thing of all time. I love them. I wore them all week last week. Um, just, it's really cool stuff. It's, it's really unique designs. We have a tour shirt for you guys because we probably won't do unique tour stuff to every city anymore um, as much as we'd love to. But we have a great uh, tour shirt for you guys if you want to buy it uh, for upcoming shows. I'm just, we're really proud of this. This is fucking awesome. It's girlscuttypodcast.shop. Yeah. Just storm the store. Go see what you think of it. It's your word, storm. Storm. You say it all the time. Do I? You know, Raina. Uh, do I? Hello, listeners. Is this <laughs> thing on? You guys have stormed the merch store. You guys have stormed <laughs> the ticket website. You guys have stormed. You say it all the time. It's like, do something nice for your body. I was not aware of this. No. Storm the store. You say it all the time. That's the next drop. Merch is a journey. You guys have stormed. Like, are you, our listeners right now are like, yeah, Raina, you do. Fuck you guys. No, I'm just, it's not. Like, it's just a thing you do say. Yeah, I do say it a lot. Okay. So storm the store. Storm. We, that'll, merch is a journey. Storm the store. Um, did you say tie-dye sweatshirts? Those are like some of my faves. I did. I just glossed over it though. Okay, yeah. Like, I love that too. And we'll be doing new stuff, dropping new stuff. So if you want to get it, um, right, I'm wearing right now, I'm wearing the shorts, but also the, I literally don't care crop tanks. So we had to bring that back, obviously. Oh, and you guys have been asking for this and we finally have it. We have drinkware and we have stickers. We have notebooks. The yeah. stickers are so cute. The drinkware is awesome. Yeah. Um, so like insulated drinkware, you can like like wine glasses. They're so nice. So nice. Yeah. Bring them to the shows. Just kidding. I, I We're not. Whatever. Just, we don't just, know. Put in your bags. Know. Listen, if you want to risk it. Um, <laughs> also check the bag policy at these shows because some <laughs> of them are like, you have to have a clear bag. I'm like, okay. So check mm-hmm. the website. Speaking of that, come to our shows. We are on tour all of fall. We are kicking it off in mid-September with Raleigh, Charlotte, Atlanta, and Charleston. Cannot wait. There should be tickets left for most of those shows. And then we'll be all over the place. Minneapolis, Denver, Phoenix, Boston. 
A million cities. A million cities. <laughs> a million. You guys are storming the million cities we're coming to. <laughs> You're so dramatic. Um, but these shows are going to be incredible. You can go check out our Instagram right now. A really fun hype video that we made uh, from the from the footage from the Philly show. But that's going to be very indicative of what to expect at the show. Just like crowd participation, live performances, hilarious stories, stuff you've never heard on the podcast before. They're so much fun. Girls night out or bring your boyfriend, bring your mom. Bring your dad. Definitely bring your dad. Definitely bring your dad. Sit up front with your dad. DM us. Let us know his name. Yeah. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) If you're bringing your dad, slide in those DMs or email us. Uh, But girlsgaddypodcast.com. Get tickets to all the shows. Yes. Um, And if you guys are coming to the shows, um, we always like to read your like craziest, wildest sex dating relationship stories. So if you are coming, you can always email us. um, Stories at girlsgaddypodcast.com. And then uh, just indicate which show and which time you're coming to and which city. Yeah. Which city in the subject line. So three things. Girlsgaddypodcast.shop, girlsgaddypodcast.com, stories at girlsgaddypodcast.com. Go off. off. Okay, I have an update on a former guest, Jenny Jones, who was on our podcast. We recorded on your birthday, so it was June, end of June, like the last episode of June before we took that week off. 24th. 28th, whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay. Um, and sh- we talked to her about her journey with breast cancer and she did get her double mastectomy on June or on July 30th. All went well. She got the call. I'm going to cry. She got the call that she was cancer free. Um, and she is just doing amazing. She's like, I didn't expect from what I knew of friends that had gotten that surgery that she would just be texting that day out on a walk the next day. I mean, she's on drugs, yeah. but she's doing great. She's with her mom. And I just, all I can say, she's like, like she's uh-huh. just really recovering really well and she's cancer free. So I just want to give an update. I'm glad that you did that. And she just could not, she was completely overwhelmed in the best way from the girls gutting community. And she was like, I feel like you guys gave me this gift. I'm thankful for her to be able to come on the show and talk about this, but also just all the women that she connected with through it. So I just love that. So thank you guys for, Supporting her, supporting us, being amazing. Yeah, thank you for the update. She made me laugh so hard. I texted her. It's like very serious message. I was like, I just want you to wake up to love and a lot of texts and friendship and blah, blah, blah. And I hope you feel okay. And she's like, oh, I'm up. I feel great. How are you? I was like, what? She's killing it. She's killing it. And she's just really positive. I'm sure she didn't feel great. She was also on drugs, but she is just really like positive and funny. So um, she has a lot of love around her. And that's partly in part for you because of you guys. So yeah. Thank you. What else? Not much is going on with me. I started working out again. I took like four months yes. off and there's nothing wrong with that, guys. You know, I, <laughs> I, <laughs> you say that like you're trying to convince yourself. I mean, you're right, but you're like, and there's nothing wrong with it. If you were going to say it, there was, there's not, there's not. Um, I, I got a boyfriend. I gained a little boyfriend weight. You know, you eat more late at night and stuff started to get jiggly. Nothing wrong with that. It's just jigglier than it used to be. And uh, who doesn't want jiggly? I wasn't, <sighs> Kane likes jiggly. That's, uh, that's what I'm saying. Kane was just texting me. I'm, rec- <laughs> I'm recording with him right after this. I, he was like, hey, are we still on today for 4.30? And I texted Ray and I was like, your boyfriend just texted me that I'm recording with him today and I'm kind of annoyed it wasn't my calendar from you. <laughs> I didn't even know. He didn't even tell me. He stayed with Rob last weekend when he was on uh, his comedy shows in Spokane. Never never told me anything about it. Rob didn't tell me. Um, All right, sorry, cut you off. Anyways, no, that's it. I, I gained a little boyfriend weight. Everybody does. It's fun, you know, just you know, be in love and gain weight. Who cares? So I was feeling a little lethargic and jiggly. Um, <laughs> and so I, uh, I've, been, I've been working out more and um, that's it. That's it's literally the only thing that's going on in my life. Okay. Um, I want to run something by you on the live on air. Okay. I mean, it's not live and I can cut this if I don't like the way it turns out, but you know, just anyway, sure. like you have, I haven't talked to you about this. Okay. okay. So a guy that I used to date casually, I am wondering, 
do you think that like we could hang out as friends? Like, do you think I could be like, Hey, I'm going to like literally be at the stand all night. I have a million shows and like, you know, I, sometimes I just don't know what I'm doing between and between. I just kind of like hang out with people. Like, would it be weird to be like, Hey, you should come hang. Do I think that there's like a scenario in which people that used to date can be friends? Yeah, absolutely. Do I think that like you have self-control and keep your pussy in your pants? Yes. I don't see why you would. Cause I think you guys are attractive to each other. want to fuck, but I, I guess I see a world in which like anybody could be like friends with an ex. Also you're both single. So like if you did like, you know, get a little frisky together, who cares? Yeah. I just kind of, also I'm just, you know, I thought that that could be like a friends with benefits booty call situation months back. But now I'm just like, I don't know. Like he's somebody fun that I like talking to and joking around with. So I'm like, could I just be like, Hey, you want to come hang like as friends, like knowing that there's not knowing that I don't have an ulterior motive, knowing that, yeah, well we can fuck if you want to, but not with that intention and not going to get butt hurt If like he's dating somebody, you know what I mean? Like genuinely, like he's just a fun person to hang out with. I like when we run into each other and we chat, you know, I think that we all, feel like there's a finality to relationships in terms of like if it doesn't work out right now I'm never going to see them again and even if we become friends again we're not going to hook up again and it's just not like I think people can like ebb and flow mm-hmm. and like you guys had a thing and then you stopped having a thing and then you flirted a little bit more and then you didn't have a thing and like there's a world in which you're friends and then you hook up again or you're friends and you decide I don't want to date him like nothing is ever over like nothing has to be over right now yeah and I think a lot of it is just like the mental check of like okay, what am I, how am I actually feeling about this? Do I actually still have feelings for this person? Am I lying to myself that I could just be friends with them? And I think always a good litmus test, we haven't said that in a while, is like, <laughs> would I, if he if he told me he was dating somebody, would that bother me? And I just don't feel like that anymore. You know, I, I, I genuinely feel like we could be friends. Like we, we, when we hang out and we see each other, we make jokes about when we used to sleep together. You know, mm-hmm. like it's really casual. It's like a funny relationship. Like we were chatting about it and someone walked up and like kind of got caught in the crossfire of us. And we were like, oh, we used to date. And I was like, I mean, sort of. And he was like, I said, I say we dated. And we just kind of went back and forth to the point where this guy was like, let me walk away. Uh-huh. Cause it feels like this, this chemistry is like palpable in the air. But I, for a minute, I was like, well, I don't need to be friends with this person. Like, you don't get to be my friend. You know what I mean? And like be in my orbit of someone that used to date me. But now I'm kind of like, I don't know. Like, I kind of could. I just think I got this week. I got this phrase from Ian Kerner when he was on our show that you don't always have to like throw the baby out with the bathwater. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you really enjoy him. I think you like being friends with him. I think you enjoy each other's company. I think that if you really truly feel like you're not going to date, maybe he will tell you about a person that he's dating and it'll hurt the first time. And then you get a little numb to it. Like sometimes you do have to just hear it once or twice. I like my best guy I agree friend. With yeah. My best guy friend, I was like so in love with him when we met. We slept together and then he told me he didn't like want to keep sleeping together, which is fine. And we stayed friends. And the first couple times I heard that he had slept with somebody, it like really hurt me. But like I kept it clear in my head, like I want to be friends with this person and we're not mm-hmm. going to date. And eventually it just didn't bother me anymore. A hundred percent. I think that's such a good call. Like the, I've slept with close guy friends of mine. We talked mm-hmm. about this. We did a whole episode on it of like, what should you fuck your friends? Or <laughs> yeah. we also did, is it is it purely platonic? Those were two episodes about friendships that are more but I love that you said that about like do what you want there's no rules to this shit Mm -hmm. whatever feels right whatever you know know yourself and know what you truly want deep down and like do whatever I mean a couple of things I also don't think you're like madly in love with this guy I don't think I'm not trying to date him and I also think you can start off like if the stakes feel less high like when you approach it as a friend thing when you're like hey do you want to come and if he doesn't come like you're not as hurt or if he does come you're like less like there's less pressure on it if the person shows up so I just I think that we all think that like when we meet somebody within three weeks we got to think like do we want to date them long term there's got to be like all these like check marks to a relationship and sometimes things don't move like 
that, you know? There's, it, but it doesn't mean it's over and it's like final. Yeah. Okay, so before we get into it, we have some recs. In the theme of like kind of talking about restaurant stuff that's happened the past few weeks, I would like to um, drag myself as a server. Because <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I think I was like, this crazy thing happened with this server. And it's like, you know what? Let me throw myself into the mix. Okay. You know some of these stories, but... I was a server. We used to say waitress back in the day, and then it got a little more gender fluid. But um, for four summers, the first time I worked at Lone Star Steakhouse, started as a hostess because I wasn't old enough. And then I turned 19, I think, and then I was a server. I was fine. It was fine. Wasn't the best, wasn't the worst. And then two summers after that, I worked as a server in Rehoboth Beach at the Iguana Grill. It's still around today. It's a great spot. And uh, then I was the last summer... Uh, that I that lived in Dewey and was worked in the service industry. I was a cocktail server at the Rusty Rudder. Mm-hmm. And I would say it was one of the worst <laughs> cocktail servers they ever had. Yes, ever. I've heard. <laughs> so our job was a dream. And I worked with my two best friends, Corey and Corey. We all lived together. We worked together. We showed up every day at like three or four. And we just like served cocktails on the deck while a reggae band played. And they just, it was like easy grill food. The inside's like nicer dining, but, and it was like these huge hurricane glasses, like big glasses, mm-hmm. like daiquiris, like, you know, dirty bananas, like whatever, pina coladas. And you were supposed to hold them up, like up under your palm and like whip around and like be, and they told us that day one of training. I was like, I can't do that. That's a crazy thing to ask of anybody. Every time you tell me this, I don't understand how anybody did this. It's crazy. Everybody did it. Okay, well, You should see Corey grab a tray of eight giant hurricane glasses and just whip it up by her head. I don't understand how you did it. Laura was on the postcard (laughs) holding them. Like, and I was like, I can't do it. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even going to try. Which is funny to me because you're tall and you're not like a clumsy person. (laughs) I don't have a lot of upper body strength, but so I would just like grab the tray with both hands. You know, you're never supposed to put it on the table. I would like put the tray on the table. Like I was the worst. First. I spilled a daiquiri in a woman's purse one time and I was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> you did it. You just looked at her well, and go, she was I don't like, know what to do. I spilled a st- full, I don't know, 20 ounce strawberry daiquiri in a woman's coach bag. <laughs> like it was sitting on the chair on the floor or whatever. The daiquiri spilled into it and she was like, oh, like ruined her bag. And I was like, I guess I'll go get my manager. Like I didn't know what to do. That is so funny. You just look at a person and go, I'll just go get my boss. <laughs> And I, we would drink sometimes, but really not a lot. Like we didn't show up to work drunk. Like we were, you know, more responsible than that. But on the 4th of July weekend, we did have to work on Sunday and we went to the Starbird and we drank all day and we're like, fuck it. And we showed up to work very drunk and I was never good at doing side work. I would just kind of like hide until like someone else did it. I was the worst. I was just like cut limes. I was like, I can't do that. I'm too drunk. So I was like, this is like everybody's favorite story. I was on the deck one of the bartenders, he said at one point he looked over and my hair was like windblown. Like he said, my hair was like covering my face. And he was like, is Ashley okay? Like people were watching me work the deck. It was like funny. And I was just like kind of probably blacking out, honestly. And this woman came up to me on the deck, like a, a, a customer that I was waiting on. She was like, um, miss, you, you just spilled red wine all over my husband's white pants. And I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't remember. <laughs> you blacked out at work. Like, I was like, what? 
and I was like, again, like, I guess I look like at the manager. Like, I don't know. And that was one time. I don't think I ever worked drunk again until my very last night. I was selling test tube shots and you're supposed to like hold them with a napkin under it. I did it. I'd Jaeger in, in my fingernails for months. <laughs> anyway, but it wasn't like I took my job more serious than that. It was my job, but it was like one day we did just all go drink. It was 4th of July weekend. And I was just like this epically bad cocktail server at the rudder. I quit early. It was like end of July. I was like, I can't work here anymore. <laughs> it's just not good for my mental health. I feel like if I would have met you at that age, like we would not have gotten along because I was the opposite. I was like the you first were, one in. You were like Laura, I like the, the head section. bitch. Yes, I wanted, I was. I stayed late. I took every single table. I wanted to upsell every single person. Mm-hmm. I was like, you all can go home. I got this. The whole bar. I'm like sticking money in my titties. I had... <laughs> I just like worked so hard. I yeah. was—I mean, I also was drunk and did drugs at work. I mean, guys, don't be, don't get me wrong. I was drunk all the time at work. Yeah, but I mean, you—and that was Laura, who now I'm friends with. You're friends with her. She's a great <laughs> friend of mine. She was that girl, and I was like, she's such a bitch. Like we talk about this, <laughs> yes. like how like, but she was like the head server. She was so good at it. Like I was just it. I just wasn't good. I did it for the love of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I can picture this. I exactly. Loved it so much. Like Melanie, one of my best friends, we met waiting tables and we were I was 21. She, I was 22. She's 20. It this doesn't matter. Um, and she was like, I just knew you were a hustler from like day one. You just like worked so hard. I was like really in it for the love of the game. I loved money. I've always loved money yeah. so much. Like more than partying, more than going out. I just loved it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I wasn't like a goody two shoes. I was drunk all the time. Guys, I was cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you, yeah, you weren't like teacher's pet. Like, um, excuse me, guys. I was were, usually blowing a manager. Were you checking up on people that they were doing their side work? I was usually the one to check off people's side work. <laughs> <laughs> Oh but I God. also was like either I was fucking like a couple of the waiters or the manager or both at a bunch of play a couple of different pl- two different places. I was sleeping with a waiter and a manager. No, I just got, I got it in. Okay, you that, slept your way to the top. So you get the good shifts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Corey, other Corey, my, I, my two friends, both named Corey, we would have to do, so it would, then the, the deck would turn over at like nine or 10. And then another band would come out. This is on the rudder deck, which is still a place that you can go. And then we would have a new job for the night. And that was like the jello shots, test tube shots, and literally just 12 packs of beer. Like you would, we, we would go out into the crowd with 12 packs and like sell them for like, you know, whatever we wanted. But like, you know, we had a price range. Like you're at the stadium. Like, what do you want to pay for those? And like for our one for Corey was like, she hated it, but she was so good at it. She would just go out there with two 12 bags, one in each arm, like go out into the pit and just start like throwing beers at people and collecting cash. Like it was a wild time. Like you would just see girls take advantage of be like drunk guys of like, yeah, this jello shot's going to be $20. Cause like we would buy the tray and then we'd, it would be in our, you know, we'd buy uh-huh. it and then it'd be like, whatever you think you can get. You, this is so fun. I never had like a summer job like this. this it, it was job. fun. Yeah. And I mean, I liked when I, I was just a better like regular server. I have a good memory. Like I could, I was okay. It was never the best, but like the cocktail game was not for me. No, she wasn't in it for the love of I have game. so much respect for those girls. <laughs> Even today, girls that are hustling around with jello shots and test tube shots. I'm like, go off queen. How you taste test tube shots? It makes me laugh. Well, we call them tutors. Tutors? Tutors. <laughs> <laughs> Not tubers, tutors. Tutors. Like fart tutors. And like then you know tube? you like got your assignment and I'd be like, oh, I'm on tutors tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we talking I don't about know. That? Guys, also restaurants need staff really badly. Ugh. So um, please get out there. Sign up for restaurants. Get jobs. out there. You can no, make friends. To- make lifelong friends. All right. Well, 
I have, well, I have two recs for this week. I think I, did I say this to you? I'm, I'm watching Breaking Bad for the first time. No, did I right. tell you this last week? Serious? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I watched two episodes like six years ago with an ex. I watched one episode without him. It was like a huge point of contention. We got a huge fight and never watched it again. So I'm watching Breaking Bad. Um, hot take and um, great new rec. Um, it's called The White Lotus on HBO Max. It's so good. It has our boy Jake Lacey in it. I'm sorry, what? It's so good. It's, so it's about a resort in Hawaii um, and the guests that come and the staff and so you see everything from the the staff point of view and the guests they focus on three different people and it's just about like white privilege a lot of white privilege but it's it's one of those shows that is so awkward and like sarcastic and it's like the awkwardness is so funny and it's like kind of serious but like very very funny it's more so a comedy but um yeah it's about the staff at the resort and the guests at the resort and Jake Lacey's character is so funny in the show he's this like really uptight rich white man who marries this girl and can't understand like why she wants to like have a job Molly Shannon's in it oh my god I love this it's great um oh and what's Stiffler's mom's name Jennifer Coolidge yes she's in it as well Oh, I love her. Great cast. Um, and then last, um, she's Raina in Connie Britton. Connie Britton. Okay. God, there's so many people in this show. I'm like, Ashley has to tell me about anybody else. But um, well, that's the only. I feel like that's the only like Raina on TV that people know about, right? <laughs> yeah. You, do you know anymore? No. So yeah. Connie Britton. Great show. Great cast. Super funny on HBO Max. Uh, so that's my rec for this week. It's great. Check it out. Okay, well, we are going to do a dual wreck, which is F-Boy Island uh, on HBO Max that came out last week. And they're releasing in like groups of three. So I've seen the first three. Did you watch the first three? You didn't watch I watched the, the, first, the first two. Okay, and Nikki Glaser is the host. It's a dating show, dating reality show. The premise is that there, there's these three women on the island and there's 24 guys and 12 of them are self-proclaimed fuckboys and 12 of them are self-proclaimed nice guys. And... I love it so much. I mean, we we watched it the, with a couple people in the house and in the Hamptons house, and look, we were laughing out loud within minutes because of because of Nikki. Like I I posted this like Nikki is what reality dating reality shows have been missing. Like because mm -hmm. she's making fun of the guys mostly. She doesn't really make fun of the girls. Yeah, she is so good at roasting guys and like making fun of how ridiculous it is. Like they all these shows like they take themselves so seriously. Yeah, and then some of the shows like too hot to handle and like they have like a comedic voice but it's just not Nikki and I think Nikki was like born to do this and we love her and we've had her on the show twice and um you know Andrew Collin was there too when they filmed this in the Cayman Islands he helped contribute a little like he was kind of telling me some of the stuff from the show that he like wrote and it's just it's laugh out loud funny I wish there would be more Nikki like I she doesn't show up enough for me like I want her to be like on their dates like I want her to pop up and like say something and leave you know what I mean like yes. I just I love her, but I also love the show. It feels very like not rigid, like crazy shit could happen. I was telling you this one thing, you haven't seen it yet. Like that just kind of happens during one of the like exit ceremonies. It's just kind of off the cuff and all the contestants in the show were like, God, what, this is crazy. Like, and then they, ex the spoiler alert, if you guys haven't seen it, but they exile the guys that get let go to this like nice guy grotto or this like fuck boy hobble like they call like they call it uh limbro it's just like they're like living in in like a tent in the woods yeah. like it's it's just that's like such a cool hook like i think nikki's an executive producer so it's just like a, a nikki rack but it, you can tell that like comedic people were involved in this and they made it so different and so fresh and like you know rain and i kind of co-signed the fact that we like hate some of these like quote-unquote terrible people like having platforms but 
it just feels different. I just love it. I love it as a reality show. I'm hooked on it. It's gotten amazing reviews and I like, ugh, I just I can't recommend it enough. Yep. Totally co-signed it. Nikki is unbelievable. Her commentary is so funny. Her faces are so funny. This is exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. what like a reality TV, I wouldn't watch it without her as much. Like I just wouldn't care about it. So I, yeah. she's great. She makes it really unique. I think we need more like women in comedy hosting these shows. Like that's all I want to watch 100%. from now on. 100%. So yeah. Fun. And then of course, Love is Blind released these three episodes. Yeah, they're like 40 minutes each. Yeah. And people are just like, you got to talk about it. I mean, I enjoyed it because I, you know, I'm a love is blind stand. So I'm going to enjoy pretty much anything that's like catching up on those people's lives. It's some of it feels like a little bit of the manufactured drama, like the Francesca from too hot to handle thing. But anyway, basically it's, it's the premises. There's three of these episodes surrounding like an anniversary and to, to kind of celebrate the two couples that got married, but then everybody else is involved. Diamond. I love her storyline. Mm-hmm. I loved her. They bring her back and she's trying to date um, and just catch it's catching up on everybody's lives. I mean, it's enjoyable to watch. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, we weren't going to not watch it, guys. We're yeah, the biggest, we watch We're the it. biggest fan of Love, Love is Blind. I want to know exactly where they were. And it was nice catching up with like Lauren and Cameron and seeing everybody's relationships. And Cameron, I don't know if I've ever seen someone that smitten with their partner. Like he can't even like talk about her without tearing up. He's so, so obsessed. He, and the, I'm, 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 I'm saying this as in a good way. I mean, he acts like such a pussy, but then she's like, he can fuck. Cameron's a, <laughs> she's like, Cameron's a freak. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, that's it. Like you can be sweet like that, but you got to like eat my butt, do weird stuff to me. But like, that's such a good call. You know, he's eating her ass day in and day out. Every day. She's like, are you hungry? He's like, for that asshole. He like, he is so (laughs) obsessed with her. He's so crying. He's like, Lauren's on her way home from work and he just bursts his tears. (laughs) (laughs) And Lauren, I love her energy because she's kind of like, oh baby. Like it's very just like, oh, but like she's not returning it like in the terms of like the tears. Uh -uh. She's just like, oh, Cameron, that's so sweet. You'd think somebody like her would think somebody like that is a huge pussy, but he can fuck. That's what it is. He's got some like a big dick energy on yeah. him. Like I do, like I feel like he's he's like swinging one. A huge honor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's like some good gossip about like Mark and Elsie. Oh, um, yeah, Mark turned um, out to just be the fucking worst. Yeah, Jessica Batten. Like talk about like, I'm, Ashley and I have always been like Team, team Jessica. Jessica. <laughs> we stand by that. And Amber cannot with Amber. You know She's what? not my kind of girl. Team Jessica aged well. For once, one Thank thing you. Aged. We did good. <laughs> but I mean, this is not a spoiler. It came out that he basically was like cheating on all these different women and he's like this big scumbag player and she was like I was the most hated person on reality TV I got so much shit and like lo and behold like this was happening behind the scenes and good for her she found a man she moved away like she has a good life she's like dating a doctor she lives in LA so she had a comeuppance she came out on top I cannot with Amber I'm like Amber Amber's such that kind of girl she's like I'm a wife and no one better look at my husband and I will hold a grudge forever like get over it like she's just not my kind of girl that's all I'll say about it but um Jessica came out on top like even Jessica was like y'all get over it what like I, she, where she lives in LA she's hot tall with doctor boyfriend it was like years ago get over it listen if you are still holding on to anger like that from two and a half years ago you go see a therapist you should go to therapy and you know I, I when I watch Amber I, I see like a person that's probably that's had a tough life you know what I mean that's had that acts that way for a certain reason and you know I hope she she figures it out because it she seems angry a lot and Mm -hmm. very territorial her husband's very scared of her like that's not really healthy Mm -hmm. that's not a cool thing that your husband's like scared of you you know what I mean 
Anyway, um, Team Jessica, we stand by it. I was getting a few DMs of like, you're so right. It aged well. You know, it didn't age well. Cuomosexual. Okay. We're we'll leave sorry, it guys. at that. Yikes. <laughs> we didn't you know. You know who was a huge Cuomosexual? Chelsea Handler. <laughs> that stays. That stays. That stays. She's walked it back, but I don't care. I don't care. You know what? She, she said it initially. Okay, thank you to Helix for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. Go to helixsleep.com slash GGE. Take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Use code HELIXPARTNER20, and you'll get 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows. You guys know how obsessed we are with Helix. Both of us have multiple Helix mattresses. It's all we sleep on. I have made sure that my parents have one, my brother has one, my boyfriend has one. I just refuse to go anywhere and not sleep on a Helix mattress. That is how obsessed we are. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, which we love. We have the Lux Collection mattresses, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So for everyone in the family, and you're just going to take their quiz, which is really fun, and then they will give you your personalized mattress recommendation. It's going to be shipped straight to your door free of charge. You can try it out for 100 nights to make sure you love it, and then there's a 10 to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. We know everybody sleeps differently. You might sleep on your back, your side, roll around all night on your stomach, or you might want a soft, medium, or firm mattress. We are all so different. So that is why they offer really something for everyone. And so you're just going to order what works best for you, come straight to your door. You can sleep on it that night. You're going to love it. It will change your life. You'll get the best sleep of your life and you can thank us later. So Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash GGE and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer with Helix Better Sleep Starts Now. Um, okay, you want to like intro the topic? A yeah, little bit more? we're talking about meeting the family, and we're really excited to do this one. We put up a slide on Instagram asking what you guys want to know about meeting the family. You guys had so many good questions. Some really funny stuff came up over and over and over again. <laughs> um, just like a quick side note, a lot of you also ask questions about just like long term. What if I don't get along with my partner's family? What if they have like negative trauma? I'm trying to deal with with the family, etc. So there are a bunch of episodes we've covered, um, and we will also touch on um, cultural religious political backgrounds briefly but um, this stuff came up a lot so we just wanted to point you towards a couple of other episodes that you can um, check out and they're on our website of course and iTunes um, so how to keep the holidays happy is from November 19th 2018 it's just about going home with your partner for the holidays uh, family matters with uh, a family therapist we did her name is Vienna Farron that was December 16th 2019 um, she is as I mentioned a family therapist so a lot of family dynamics long term family dynamics um, and then the last one are we too different it was just me and Ashley it was the first day we saw each other during COVID oh my quarantine. God, yeah. And that's June 15th, 2020. Uh, and we will touch on like backgrounds when you are sort of different religious, politically, especially culturally. Um, but that was a whole episode sort of about that. Yeah. And the a big theme that came up was mama's boys. And you can take that really lightly jokingly but also like it can be a serious thing like someone yeah. that's got a way too attached close relationship with their mom so we kind of we, we want to do a whole episode on that as well you know yeah. like that's a that's we need to we need to bring in a therapist and we need to like dissect that mm -hmm. so we'll we'll do that down the road we promise we've been wanting to we just need to find the right guest for that oh that's rough yeah but i think a lot of the questions we got were probably from people who are like a little bit younger that have never met like a significant other's family or yeah. just doing it for the first time because um 
it just seemed like somebody who had never done it before. But you never know. I don't know. Not everybody has a boyfriend for the first time when they're 22. So, you know, maybe you're 32 or 42, whatever. Um, but when and where, what gifts to bring, um, sleeping arrangements. Oh, yeah, sleeping arrangements. I mean, what to talk about. Well, you mentioned like being young. I mean, I was thinking about this. Like, I've just kind of been casual about this, but that's because my family's cool. You know what I mean? Like they're just kind of open and accepting. And like, if I break up with somebody, they're not going to harass me about that person forever. You know, they're, they're just really cool. They like people easily. No one has any hangups. My mom's so sweet. You know, my brother's mm-hmm. cool. My dad's cool. So I was like thinking, I was remembering this, my, the guy that I dated in college and then would kind of date for years after mostly long distance, but on and off for years, we met right at the end of college. We'd been really just hanging out for two weeks and he met my entire family. He came to pick me up for graduation, which is pretty intense. Mm-hmm. Like we, he picked me up for graduation. He had made me a mix city and <laughs> met my entire family, like grandparents, like everybody was there. It was my graduation. So mm-hmm. it was a lot, but it was also like, it felt cool and natural and we liked each other and nobody was like, so when are you guys going to get married? Like it was just easy. Mm-hmm. And I just, I think that set the tone for me just never really, uh, you know, I, even my first serious boyfriend in high school, like he took me to the prom and we hadn't been dating long and he picked me up for the prom. You know, like I've just never had a bunch of hangups around it or too much pressure surrounding it. Cause it's, always been kind of chill for me. Yeah, I think it's just all about how you feel. And I think a lot of people asked, you know, when to meet them and how long is too long, how soon is too soon. And we'll get into that. But to me, it's not about like the, quantity of time you've spent with mm-hmm. somebody it's the quality of the relationship and yeah. it's how certain are you on in the commitment of this how certain are you of how your family's going to behave and like you said long term is your family going to act like really nuts about this and there's a lot to consider but I think just there's no right answers you feel it out and you do it when it feels right when you both feel that it's right you're not yeah. pressuring another person for something yeah and I think you know there's old school ways of thinking and antiquated standard views on everything and you don't have to subscribe to those things. I was, I was dating somebody that we were really into each other, but I was, we still weren't official. I was like, not on the fence, but I was like, I don't know. And I met his mom five weeks in, we went on a trip. We stayed the night at her house. Like she was on the way to to Charleston, you know, like that's kind of early. Like we hadn't decided, but I was like, it, it felt fine. She was cool, you know? And that's the thing too. Like we have to take like family dynamics into this. Like you have a really fucked up family and you're, you know, embarrassed to have someone meet them. Like it's going to take a little bit longer and you need to, you know, prep your partner and things like that. But like, I've always just been like, yeah, I'm down. I mean, I think the only thing that would give me pause was if I really did not see a future. I was really just being casual with somebody and they felt like they really wanted me to meet their family. Like if I did, we just run into your family one day, that's no big deal. I'm great with families. They always, they always like me. I know how to play it. But like, I think when someone's hesitant to meet your family or they're they're giving you some weird energy, it's because they, they're not that serious about you. I think so too. And I, I think that like, don't rush it. Like if one yeah. of you isn't ready, it's not going to be a good scenario. So if you feel like you're not ready for your partner to meet your family and you bring up a good point, like if your family's crazy and you feel like you don't want to, you need to like prep your partner a little bit longer for that. Um, if you feel like you're not ready to meet them or they're not ready, just don't push it because it should feel natural. It should feel like you're really proud to bring this person home. You're excited to introduce them to everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to have a lot of questions and it should feel like this is a committed relationship. We're going to be together. And I don't, I don't think five weeks is too soon. I guess there's no like timestamp on it, you know? Yeah. But I, yeah, we knew we were going to date and like also remove this sort of, you know, 
family stone movie, meet the whole family at Christmas scenario. You know, like you can meet them in waves also, especially you have a big family. That's what we did that whole episode about on the holidays. Like there is no reason that you need to go home with someone for, to see their family over the holidays or vice versa. Like that's that there's no, there's nothing that says that there's no rule book on that. You know, if you meet someone's sister because she was in town or she lives in town and then you meet the mom later, like it's kind of nice to meet them in waves and then you kind of gain an ally. You know what I mean? If someone has a a crazy family, you're like, well, you met the sister and the sister liked you and you met the mom and you know, like Mm -hmm. you don't have to show up to Christmas meeting all the extended family. You can do this shit bit by bit when it, when it works out and it can always be casual and it could be like, oh, my sister's in town. I'd love for you to meet her. We're going to grab drinks. Like it doesn't need to be of like, everybody meet Brad, you know, like it's just, <laughs> yeah, I think that I've done all of the different things you mentioned. Yeah. Like I have gone on a family vacation with people. That was the first time I met my fiance's fa- whole family. Um, I've gone home with people for Christmas with Kane. I met his sister first and right. I met his brother later on. And then like the sister told the mom about me. That's what I'm saying. She gets to prep the mom for me. And it doesn't have to be this like really heavy thing. It can be one by one. I think it's great if your partner meets your friends first, like, you know, you'll, you'll build towards it. I think one family member at a time is nice. Um, there's probably a lot of scenarios where like, well, Kane's going to be my whole family at a bar mitzvah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the bar mitzvah is Saturday and we're going to get in town two days early. Cause I want him to like, I want him to piece by piece meet people. Mm-hmm. I don't want him to feel like he's meeting a hundred people at once. Nobody will get to know him. He's not going to get to know anybody. I want him to get to know my dad, my uncle and aunt, all these people. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go home. And if you can do that before like a wedding or like a big thing, mm-hmm. go home like a day or two early and let your partner like meet somebody here and there. And even if you wait a little bit longer, like the more prep you can do, the better. Like I forget if you said this yesterday or somebody else did that. Like you should almost feel like, you know, the family I said it yesterday. Yeah. yeah. This was like the quote I was going to say of like, in a re- solid, healthy relationship, you should kind of feel like you know that person's family before you meet them. You know, like those mm-hmm. are the best meetings of like, oh, like someone's going to meet my brother. They've heard all about him. Uh-huh. They've seen him on social media. Like they they know the stories of my childhood. You know, like I'm going to date somebody that knows all this you know, funny stuff about my family before they probably ever even meet them face to face. I think that like, that's a mark of a good relationship too, that you feel like, you know, maybe you've popped into a FaceTime once or twice. You feel Mm -hmm. like you like really know these people. There's not a lot of surprises. Like I think some people are like, I got there and they had this like weird, crazy dynamic or they were a Trump supporter. And that was, it's like, I don't know why your partner didn't prep you for this. That's wild. I I totally agree with the prep. I also agree with like, don't over dramatize, you know, like keep it in check. Don't be like, oh my God, when you meet my my dad, he's going to have the shotgun and he's going <laughs> to grill you. Like, unless that's really what's going to happen. But I guess don't worry your partner unnecessarily. You know, some people like to get all like dramatic about their family. Like, well, when you meet my, like, well, okay, mm-hmm. really? Let's just mm-hmm. be like, let's keep it like what it is. Like, don't stress out your partner if unnecessarily. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think I like to know ahead of time going in. A lot of people ask about this. Like, what are people's attitudes about like, money. If I want to pay for lunch for everybody, is that going to be weird? Um, what do they like to eat? I always like ask a lot of food questions. This came up a lot. Like what if I don't eat the same stuff that like my partner's family eats? Mm-hmm. You know, I just like to feel prepped walking into it. Do you have like a crazy political family? Can you talk, can you talk to them about that for me? Mm-hmm. I just want to feel prepped. Um, and we, before we go like too far into this, like when too soon is and when too long, like there is a point at which I think there are those do things, they come up. So mm-hmm. if it's been three months, I, I wouldn't like worry about it. Yeah. You know? 
know, if, if it's been three months, even if they're going out to dinner with their family every week, just give somebody time. You're welcome to bring it up. If it's been like six months and somebody hasn't brought it up, I think you're welcome to say it. And Jared Freed, Jared Freed, I get all my advice from him, but he said this really great thing about, he was talking about asking somebody like, what are we? But he basically said like, you know, you have this conversation, you say like, I'd like to meet your family and you're welcome to like say that to somebody and say like, take time to think about it. Jared said, it's like farting in a room. <laughs> and he said, no one's going to sit yeah. in the room with your fart for too long. Yeah, like, yeah, you're yeah. going to get an answer. And sometimes I think that like, if we're with somebody for like six, seven months and you're like, it's weird. I haven't met their family. And it's like, you know what the answer is. You know that you're not meeting them because this person is not as serious about you as you are about them. Or maybe it's something else, but I wouldn't be scared to ask the question. You can ask it in a nice way. Like, Hey, I really like you. I would love to get to know the people that made you. Right. And again, though, that this is, this could be down to like, I, my family is super fucked up and I'm super embarrassed. And my mom is mean to every girl I date. You know what I mean? And like, (laughs) I don't like, and that's on you to know what's going on in your relationship. Like there are no blanket statements for this topic. You know, like we're going to just do the best we can. Unless we would, you know, we can't talk to everybody individually because it's all just a different scenario. But you know, there, there are certainly cases where someone's like, uh, it's been six months and I'm crazy about you, but my fucking mom's the worst. You know what I mean? (laughs) And people have fucked up families and they have a lot of trauma. And then, you know, sometimes it can be about that. But also if you're dating somebody and you're committed and you, you're like thinking you see a future with them, you know that. Mm -hmm. that doesn't come up for the first time when you bring up that I'd love to meet your family. They're not like, well, actually like you, you've talked about your family. You should have, you should have. And you should, we shouldn't be letting other people dictate where we are in a relationship. If you feel like it's time to meet someone's family or time for them to meet yours, just ask, just ask calmly. You know, it doesn't have to be this deep thing. And also like, let's be comfortable saying no as well. You know, people, when I, a couple of years ago, I had this on and off ex um, and we, it would be, we'd be on for like two months and off for a month and off for, and um, we got back together for like two months. He was going to surprise me by coming up here for my birthday. And I was like, oh, he mentioned it. And I was like, oh shit, I bought a ticket to Pittsburgh for my birthday. But I said, why don't you come? Mm-hmm. And he waited like a half an hour and he called me and he was like, listen, I think it's like too soon. I think that like, I'm going to meet your friends and family. It's going to be this like, what are we? And he was like, we just started seeing each other again. I think it's too soon to like make that call. And it, it hurt my feelings for 15 minutes and then 20 minutes went by and I was like, that's the right call. Mm-hmm. If he's not ready, then I certainly don't want to be in a scenario where I introduced him to everybody. And we, this was not a long-term relationship for me. Yeah. So that was fine too. And people will understand if you're not yeah. ready. I, I think the role is as your relationship needs to be secure. You need to know where it stands. If that matters to you again, if I, I could be on a first date with somebody and my family could show up and be like, what's up? This is Tanner. I'm kidding. I would never date a Tanner, but like, you know, my brother has had a lot more girlfriends than I've had boyfriends. Like he's just kind of, he's a relationship guy. He's mm-hmm. a monogamous guy. He likes to be in relationships. So, you know, there's usually what, if he breaks up with somebody, there's another girl and sometimes it doesn't last, but we've, we've met all those girls, you know, like if it's a family vacation and Matt's dating somebody, we're going to meet her. She probably works in the town, you know, like, and sometimes we never see her again and it's just what it is. And Mm -hmm. my mom is not going to badger him forever. You know, I think sometimes people feel a lot of pressure from their family to, to be with somebody, to settle down. And these are just boundaries and communication you have to have with your family from your end. And like, if you feel like that's happening and your family just can't stop bringing up your ex, like you need to talk to your family and you'd be like, Hey, like this relationship is over. And I've moved on and he has moved on and this is uncomfortable. Or you can even say it's hurtful. Like you can easily fucking lie about it. Just be like, it it bothers me when you bring it up because I miss him. Just kidding. But like, (laughs) I'm just saying like, you need to manage that. And I think most people, most like rational people, even if they're kind of old school parents, you know, boomers, whatever, they're going to take that into consideration that you're like, hey, 
this relationship's over. I know you guys loved him or her, but can, can we just stop bringing him up? You know, I am trying to find someone new and I just, I would really appreciate if we can just like not keep bringing this person up. Yeah. Most people are rational. If you just yeah. ask, like that's fine. And you know, for it taking way too long to meet somebody, we, I, I have a girlfriend who like was with somebody for like 10 months and his parents were in town every week mm-hmm. and they would go to dinner with him once a week. And she was like, he never invites me and he never includes me. But like, he also was like, scared to put a label on their relationship. Mm-hmm. I was like, no offense, but like read the room. This guy is not like committed to you mm-hmm. and you're not being included because he doesn't even call you his girlfriend. You're 10 months in. Right. It's a Carrie and big thing. Carrie mm-hmm. to go up and show up to church because <laughs> big wouldn't introduce. And like, that's the relationship we're talking about. Yeah. You know, avoidant. avoidant guy. Yeah. And if that's how it feels like you're probably right. And the person's mm-hmm. not committed to you, you probably can feel it and you're probably right. And there's nothing wrong or weak or silly of you for bringing it up. Okay. So I love gift giving at this time of year, but when finding great gifts, things can really start to add up. And that's why this season I am shopping with Quince. Quince is the go-to place for luxury essentials at affordable prices for everyone on my list, including myself. We'd like to thank Quince for supporting our show. Go to quince.com slash GGE to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. So I'm really, really glad I found this company and this site. Everything is so affordable, but looks really luxury. Uh, So as you're perusing it, they have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters. They have washable silk tops and dresses. They have cotton sweaters and all kinds of comfy stuff, like just cozy pants that you can wear. I love the colors. I love the styles, but the prices are really the reason to shop here on top of obviously the selection prices are 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So it's unbelievable. It partners directly with top factories to cut out the cost of the middleman. And it just passes the savings directly onto you from Quince. And I just love what they're doing. I love the styles. There's so much variety and it is such a one-stop shop, whether you're shopping for kids, your significant other, your parents, anybody will really love this. You can get affordable luxury for everyone on your list with Quince. Go to quince.com slash GGE to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash GGE for free shipping and 365 day returns. Okay. So hit, what did people ask about? So logistic <laughs> stuff was so funny. People asked like some, the number one question that came up was what gift do I bring? Number one question. Really? And I have a lot of thoughts. Also like, where do I meet them? Um, who pays for the check? Things like that. But gifts, I mean, I think a standard like $20 bouquet of flowers is always fine. It shows it's thoughtful. You did something nice. Chocolates, a bottle of wine. That's always fine. If you want to get a little more like granular, just ask your partner what their parents like. I thought that like truff was a great idea. Any kind of like mm-hmm. really cute foodie gifts. You don't just spend a bunch of money. $20, $25 is fine. Yeah. I, I love flowers. I'm just a big like flower person in general. Like who doesn't love flowers? Like it looks nice when you show up with them um bottle of wine uh is great like find out what do they like do they like red do they like white you know mm-hmm. whatever and then if you go on like vacation with them or you're like staying at your house or you're staying at their house the follow-up gift is nice too like if, mm-hmm. if that's your vibe like the thank you note with flowers even after the fact if you like really want to impress them like show up with the wine follow up with the flowers i mean it's a strong move i know the, the follow-up gift is really nice especially if people like really went out of their way to make sure they paid for your meal yeah that yeah, it's you. more of that you know what i mean like just, a hostess gift yeah my I, um, one of my exes, I think he, he spent Thanksgiving with us in Florida. Um, 
you know, my aunt and uncle hosted Thanksgiving dinner and I, he, he did send them a thank you note and they were like over the moon. I mean, they didn't shut up about him for years. <laughs> like my parents knew that wasn't the guy I was going to end up with, but right. they didn't and they would not let it go. And they were like, he sent a follow-up note. I was like, why did, God damn it. <laughs> like, of course he did, you know? It's so thoughtful. Anything to show also that you just like asked a couple questions and that you were listening, like ask your partner what your, what their mom's favorite color is. Anything mm-hmm. just like little inexpensive, um, anything to show, especially if you're from like a different cultural background, like what kind of spices do they like to cook with by that kind of stuff? You know, mm-hmm. anything to show I was listening, I asked questions, but flowers are fine. I wouldn't think too deeply about it. It's really kind if you showed up with anything, really. Yeah. Make yeah. sure that they drank before you show up with alcohol. I, yeah, I got to ask about that. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of like food, like food stuff. I'm like, I mean, again, this is just like, ask ask your partner. Like, they should know this. Like, if you're introducing someone to your family, you're the middleman, like, you know this stuff. You're in charge. Okay. You're, the, you're responsible. So for like, I don't know. I'm just thinking like if you were coming from... New York or you want to just bring bagels or, you know, something that's like, like, uh, signature to like where you're from. Like, I love stuff like that. Like if people would bring like some amazing hot sauce to my dad, he would go crazy. One of the first times I ever hung out with your dad, he just was spooning sriracha on every bite of his food. Yeah. He would go crazy. Probably wasn't even sriracha. That's too weak for him. Okay. Where (laughs) he loves like the hottest. He's like the hot, my dad will just, he'll take a glob of wasabi and just eat it. It's wild. This is insane. He's so tough and hot. Good for you. Oh my God. Now it's our thing every week. Okay. Well, let me ask you where, if they're not just going to meet your family, like at home for the holidays, I mean, where do you think you should take somebody like meet your family? This is just, every situation is different. Like, are we in the same town? Are we not? You know, like you mean like kind of a restaurant? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's like places that are like clearly like meet the parents restaurants. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know, not too loud, not too expensive. That's a good call. Like not too loud. Yeah. Yeah. You just, I mean, I would just let them pick. Obviously like they'll just pick, but like I would, if you're picking, I would, I would think about what the price point is. Don't pick something that's like too expensive or do it. Listen, if they're rich, make them take you to per se. Yeah. Like whatever. But, um, just yeah. make your, make your partner pick. I don't, you shouldn't have to think this deeply into it. You're already going to be on display. Your partner should pick. That's not your, that's totally not your call. You're mm-hmm. absolutely right. We're not even answering this. That's your partner's job <laughs> um, to decide that. Yeah. You know what I mean? If they're asking you to pick the place, break up with them. They suck. <laughs> and if you're picking a place for your own family, yeah, just, you know. You know what your family likes. You know what your family likes. It's yeah. up to you. Um, yeah. The other thing that made me laugh is people ask about sleeping arrangements. It's like, you you sleep where they tell you to sleep. What oh, do you mean? Well, and y- you do sleep where they tell you to sleep. I, like That's why I brought the family stone earlier because the family stone is just one of the, like, it's one of my favorite movies, but it is nobody is as hateable as Sarah Jessica Parker in that movie. No one. And she decides they have to sleep separate. That's, I mean, when is that ever in the history? It's just wild. Unbelievable movie. So don't do that. Yeah, I would just do whatever they want. Like, my parents don't care. So if I'm yeah. coming home with a boyfriend, I'm sleeping with the boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. But like, if somebody said to me, we're not comfortable with you sleeping, I'd be like, fine, it's two nights. I don't have to suck your son's dick today. I know. I, yeah, I, I mean- it's it's just you totally you sleep or they tell you to sleep. I guess sometimes I don't know. I, I guess I can see a situation. You I mean never do the Sarah Jessica Parker from Family Stone and like kick someone out of their room, uh, like another sibling out of their room or something. Me. But I can understand if you if it's if you feel like a family is even a little too relaxed and you're like, what? I get to just like sleep with your son or your daughter. <laughs> um, I had an ex, and the first time I went there we had like slept in separate bedrooms because there were separate bedrooms available. But the second time I went there, there was not, there was other family there. And Mm -hmm. we like slept upstairs in the same bed in like the attic or whatever, the attic, whatever, like the bonus room. I don't know. Like, and he was a little surprised, like, you know, like they were kind of more conservative and he was even kind of like, Oh, I'm surprised my mom like let this fly. And I'm like, good for them. We didn't have sex. I tried. 
I mean, I would try too, you know? Because I was like, I don't need to blow your son today. And then I was like, maybe I do. I would, Just, I did try. I would try. Like, I wasn't trying to be disrespectful. Like, they wouldn't have heard us, but I was like, can we not have sex? Okay, fine. Then you, and I had to respect that. <laughs> but you, you've talked about it before. Like, this is just all stuff that like, you know, healthy relationships have open communication surrounding. But I mean, if you were going to be with someone's family for so many nights and they don't have some huge compound and you don't have your own wing of the house and you want some private time, you can stay in a hotel some nights. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've, we've talked about that before. We talked about that specifically if like you feel like you don't, you're not going to get along with the family. A lot of like a lot of political stuff, obviously, over the last couple of years, people are like, I don't get along with them. You're not obligated to go home with somebody and you're not obligated to stay in a hotel. I mean, you're not obligated to stay in their home. Well, and I know that it's weird. Not everybody can afford a hotel, but if you can, why not? And you should not be the one that like brokers this information. Like you should always be with a partner and we cannot stress this enough. That's going to like preemptively speak to their family about you, mm -hmm. about anything, about politics, about religion, about where you want to sleep. You should feel like your partner goes to bat for you and you should feel like they don't do it begrudgingly and they don't go to their parents and say like, oh, she's feeling so stupid about this. Your partner should be a united front with you. Your partner should say, I don't want to stay here with her for a week either. You know, we want to stay in a hotel. We want to try something else. You should always feel like you have a teammate in mm -hmm. your partner and you shouldn't feel like it's you versus your boyfriend and your mom and, her, and his mom, for mm -hmm. example. Yeah. Um, and just always feel like somebody's on your team. And it's a bummer if they're not. And that's a problem. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, some people I'm sure are just curious if, they, if they're generally like just kind of more shy in general and like how to get along with the family, talk to the family. How much do you talk? How much do you not? I mean, this is, I have no issues with this. I just kill it all the time. I mean, whatever. I'm like, I'm an outgoing person. I talk for a living. Like I'm good at this. I know how to like the right jokes to make. Like I, I can read a room. So can you. Um, but we have a lot of experience with this. We also talk for a living. Do you feel like, I do want to, a lot of people ask about conversation. Do you feel like when you were like 21, 22, like you were fine too? Or do you feel like you had more anxiety about that kind of stuff then? I've never had anxiety about it. I've, I've just never had anxiety about like meeting people, talking to people. I don't say that in like, a, I, I'm not trying to brag. I'm just being mm -hmm. honest and upfront. So no. Um, one thing I think is is always nice, whether this is like, maybe this is like out of order or not, but like, I just don't want to forget to say it is like offering to help. <laughs> like mm -hmm. just get like, that is one thing, you know, again, Matt's had a lot of girlfriends and he's had, you know, girlfriends stay at the house. And that's one thing I just feel like my mom always noticed of like, are you offering like, do you need help with anything? Most of the time my mom will say no. You uh -huh. know what I mean? It's just like the offer, like, but I mean, Stephanie, my brother's <laughs> wife, like she doesn't, she's in there no matter what. She's in the kitchen. She's helping out. You know, it's just like, helping out is so huge. Like I, I'm not going to get in the way and make things more difficult, but I will always want to try it out with the dishes or, you know, can I set the table or if mm -hmm. you're at their house or can I do this? And, you know, you really want to make a grand gesture. Are you on a beach vacation? Can, can I go out early and set up the umbrellas? I'm mm -hmm. not doing that. I'm saying to me, like, oh, I should do that. But you know, like, oh my God, like uh -huh. if my, if I brought my boyfriend to Dewey and he was like, I'll hit the beach in the morning, set up the chairs and umbrellas. I'm like, F I will suck your dick the second you walk back in. Okay. I went down there with your dad and did it a bunch of times. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did do it. <laughs> That's because you don't get up until noon. I'm trying to get that 10 a.m. to noon sunlight. Oh my God, you did get up. I mean, they were so appreciative. Like, you know, do you want to take the dog out? Like just mm -hmm. little things. Like if you are not as big of a conversationalist and you want to make a good impression, like maybe actions are going to be more your vibe. You know what I mean? Like see where someone might need a little assistance doing something and uh -huh. just offer and they might turn you down and that's fine too. Then you have to do it. I'm like laughing. Cause like, I tell you what they will remember is you not offering to help. Everybody has an experience I, where they're I like, know. my son brought this girl home. And I tell you what, she just sat on her ass while the rest of us clean and cooked. Just offer. You got to offer. Y you got like, I'll get up and be awkward for a sec. I'll, I'll stand up. Like, I don't, it's such a bad look to be just, 
cuddled up on the couch with with your partner and like not helping. You know what I mean? And that's another thing. PDA too. Do people ask about PDAs? I'm asking Raina about this podcast. No, they you, didn't. You and I'm actually through. surprised that they didn't because um, Kane and I are like very touchy feely. And I like thought about that. Like, was this going to like bother his sister? But like, her and her husband are gross too. So we could be gross. In front oh of them. my god! But like I read one the big room. family orgy. I just I I thought about this a lot. Like right before I walked in the door of his family to meet his sister and the brother in law. But I thought I had this one moment where I was like, I don't want to talk too much. I don't want to talk too little. I want to ask enough questions, but I want to talk about myself enough. I think when in doubt, just hang back a little bit. I think when in doubt, ask people questions about themselves, be a little more quiet. You don't be the funniest person in the room, the loudest person. You don't need to be the center of attention. You already are the center of attention. Mm -hmm. So you don't, I I always lead by asking people questions and just sort of like letting them take the lead. And I, I pick up like little cues, like his sister tells like dirty jokes and she was sarcastic. And I was like, okay, it's fine to talk about that. Yeah. She makes fun of him and I was like okay it's mm-hmm. fine for me to do that too I just I took cues from her and I think that's important like I'm not trying to run in there and be like talking shit on Kane to Kane in front of his family and yeah. you know just like jerking him off at the table in front of people like I just I let them lead you're in somebody else's home right and when I see the opening that I don't feel like it's going to be forced or awkward and maybe this isn't the first meeting maybe this is like the second or third like I'm like bring out those photo albums I want to see their prom pics 100%. I want to see their baby pics and that like gases up a mom like nothing else when she gets to like I'm mm-hmm. just talking from you know from a uh, straight female standpoint like a a boyfriend or whatever like they just love to like show you their son their their accomplishments you would hope maybe if they're not proud of them but like I love to get in there and like reminisce I mean I love that anyway like photo albums and stuff like that like my mom would always do that with boyfriends of mine just like you know bring out all the embarrassing shit and it's just like such a good bonding experience but I I think with the PDA stuff, you just follow their lead. It is so uncomfortable when like the outsider, like the person that is me and the family is like overly affectionate when they haven't gotten the go ahead. It feels weird. It feels territorial. Uh It feels fucking weird. Like I'm always like, are you touching? Are we like, I'm going to sit next to you, but I'm not PDA until you start it. If we're in your family's home. 100%. Hundred uh, percent. Right. I'm not doing it until you start it, and I want you to do it a lot. Like his sister was like, "You guys are like really touchy feely," and I was like, "I haven't touched him once. Just let the record show. He's being all over me. I'm doing nothing here." Yeah. But like, I let him take the lead. Um. Somebody asked this question, and I thought it was really good. They said, "Like, how do I get in there if like no one's asking me questions about myself?" Also, and so whatever. That's rude. But okay. It is rude, and like maybe that's not. Those aren't your people, and you don't fuck with them. But like, I would. There's nothing wrong with prepping for this experience. Like you'd prep for anything else, mm-hmm. and think about things you have in common with these people and show up with a couple mm. anecdotes. Your son yeah. told me about XYZ thing that you like. I like it too. Here's this thing that, that I like about that. Show up with like one or two things to talk about. That's not weird. It's not like you prep too much. It shows that you ask questions about them ahead of time. And then if people continue to not include you, then fuck those people. I don't know what to tell you. You know, it's mm-hmm. you can only try as hard as you can. You could show up with a good attitude. Like you prepared some stories you want to know about them. And outside of that, it's out of your control, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. You know, and you know, parents, family members, aunts, uncles, siblings, whatever, they're human too. And especially if we're talking about parents, you feel like your partner's parent doesn't like you or their mom's a bitch or they don't ask you anything about you or whatever. Like probably, we're probably going to, it's probably going to be a little bit more of a mom thing here or whatever. Like <laughs> yeah. dads are like, I don't give a fuck. But you know, <laughs> parents like have triggers and traumas too. And they actually probably have done way less work on themselves than we have as like a younger generation that believes more in therapy and all this okay. stuff. So like, they could be projecting shit on you too. You know, like I have a guy friend and his now wife's mom just was not a fan of him. And I just 
we'll never really understand why. Then I've seen other situations in which someone's like, you know, my boyfriend's mom doesn't like me, like for coming from a girl. And it's like, tell me more about her. You know what I mean? Is mm-hmm. she in a shitty marriage? Is she, does she hate that she never had this type of love that you have between you? You know, is she a narcissist? Like there's just, there's a lot of things. And I think a lot of it is just kind of being patient, understanding. And if you feel comfortable talking to your partner about it. But I mean, I, I've, I've seen situations where, it was a long road and I, it was that parent's trauma and their triggers and their shit that they were like projecting into your relationship. So just keep that in mind. Like, I guess what I'm saying is ultimately what we always say is like, don't take it personally right away. Like, yeah, maybe you suck and they don't like you, but like, (laughs) maybe not, you know, maybe it's just, it's their stuff and you just never know. I mean, they're, they're just humans too. And again, I think a lot of times like, relationships are tricky. Maybe there's a, a parent that has, a, you know, they, they had a really bad life with relationships, divorces, whatever. And maybe it's a little triggering to see you guys like being all happy and having the things they never did. I mean, that's just like one kind of extreme example, but you just never know. So just be patient with it and try not to take it so personally and just try to show up and be your best self. That's all you can do. All you can do is know that you did everything that you could do. And I've talked about this before um, a while ago, but I have a friend who's married to somebody. I know that the wife and the mother kind of have an issue with each other. We, t- I'm not, trying to be beat up on moms. It just tends to be the yeah. the situation that it's a son and the mom situation. Um, and I know that like the daughter-in-law shows up all the time with flowers and tries to clean and she's nice. And the mom's just like not, she's not doing it. She's not like picking up on it. She's not going to have it. She's never going to like let her in. And all you can do is walk away knowing I tried to be nice every single time. Maybe you don't stay with those people when you go into town. That's fine too. I, I don't know. It's a couple hours of your life, hopefully, you know, mm-hmm. once a month and it's right. not that big of a deal. And hopefully your partner can help you. And again, like if they can't, maybe you go to therapy and there's nothing wrong with like bringing a therapist in and Vienna Farron who was on our show talked mm. about that like talk to a therapist about the way that right. you feel your partner um, speaks to their husband or speaks to their family sorry about you um, and Taylor Strucker was on our show a couple years ago as well and oh right she yeah. had um, you can look up her episode on our website but major yeah, issues major issues with his family and it just never felt like he was on her team and Ultimately, they split up. And I think that there's never anything wrong. We always say this with contacting a therapist and having a third party there with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. Um, The last thing that came up a lot, like we mentioned it up top, is differences in... um, political backgrounds, religious, cultural, um, et cetera. Again, can't hammer this home enough. Just your partner should prep you for those things. They should prep your family and their family for it, Mm -hmm. especially politics. If you're really liberal and their family are, I'm just using like Trump supporters as an example, First of all, your partner should tell their parents, please don't bring this up in front of her. It makes her uncomfortable. And I think that you should feel empowered to say, I don't want to talk about this stuff and it's not comfortable for me and I'm not doing it. That's it. You don't have to have a fight with people about it or stay there if you don't want. Yeah, I mean, and if you're not vaxxed, I'm not coming there. Also fair. Like, I'm going to draw that line in the sand. (laughs) My family doesn't believe in the vaccine. Guess who's not coming to Christmas? I don't believe in your family, okay? (laughs) But I just, you know, I dated someone where... His family was much more conservative. Um, and this was this is like pre-Trump, so it was a little less heightened. You know what I mean? But I'm just if I could put myself in those shoes here today, you know, I I he felt like me, very passionate, liberal, you know. Um, but I would have known that he would have had my back. Like, and I need that. And so I don't want to be with somebody where I do feel like we're going to their family, we're gonna be with their family who is more conservative, and my my man is gonna sit there like a fuck fucking pussy because because I don't do that you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I, I mean I'm not scared to say it and I, I'm gonna keep you know keep my cool and be rational and I'm always happy to be like you know what let's just drop this and move on like but 
I want to be able to trust in my partner that they have my back and that they're going to speak up if someone says something fucking crazy and racist or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. If you feel like your partner is throwing you to the wolves this soon, yep. it's going to be a hundred percent. I so, love that you use that phrase. I'd written that down somewhere of just like that. She should not feel like that. hundred mm-hmm. percent. So, you know, just communicate with your partner. And if these things keep coming up, then it's an issue with you and your partner and you're well within your right to talk about it. If someone was like, I want you to meet my family and, uh, you know, they're super hardcore Republican Trump supporter people, I just can't see a world in which that would be my partner's family. But let's just say this. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's going to be a short meeting. You know what I mean? Like it's going it's it's to be a dinner. We're not going. We're staying at the house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the fucking MAGA flags that fly in on, mm-hmm. the, on, the, on the porch. You know, like I just, if I really love you and I'm committed to you and we're on the same page and I know that you have my back, like, yes, of course, I'm going to have to meet your family. You're struggling with this too, probably, but <laughs> we're going to draw some boundaries. Yeah. So don't feel bad doing that. I think as we get older, it gets easier. I think at least when I was a little bit younger, it was harder for me to look somebody in the eye and say like, don't talk to me about this stuff. But I feel empowered to do it. And I feel empowered to say to my partner, why did you not control this ahead of time? Mm -hmm. So yeah. Um, The last funny thing that came up was people were like, my partner's family, he's bringing up the ex. (laughs) My partner's partner's dad keeps calling me by his ex's name. This came up a lot. It made me laugh so hard. Like what is up with his family? I don't know. Sometimes people are just around for a long time. Dads don't care. They just forget your name. (laughs) Well, the name thing. Okay. (laughs) If it's a slip up, we were joking about this yesterday. My brother dated two girls back to back with the same name. It was easy when it was the two of them, you know what I mean? Back to back. But then Stephanie came along and my mom, I feel like had to be like, don't call her. Don't, don't call her Miranda. You know, that's not the name. It's like, don't call her Miranda. Don't call her Miranda. You know what I mean? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But it was, you know, I call Azul Dewey sometimes, you know, like it's just sometimes you slip up, especially grandparents. They can't get it right. You know, if you feel like it's purposeful, that's your partner's responsibility to be like, stop being an asshole. Okay. In my perfect world, like the dream is that like your partner's family talks so much shit on that person with you. Like I live for the moment when my partner goes to take a shower and I'm like, so how much did you hate his ex? (laughs) It is my favorite moment. I'm not saying we did it, but I'm I'm saying we did it. Um, I'm thinking I can just, I know that's happened about me. No, parents love me, but... But, I mean, I don't know if your partner's family, he's bringing up the ex, tell your partner to tell your mom or your dad, shut the fuck up. Who wants to be subject to that? I'm not dating a guy that's going to let that fly. Because I wouldn't let it fly. You know what I mean? It's like if my my family would never. But if they were like, well, when Ashley brought, you know, so-and-so around, they'd be like, shut up. (laughs) You're an asshole. And we're leaving until you get this under control. (laughs) We're staying at the second house on the property. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, and it's also, every family's different. Some families really like to joke around. You know what I mean? Like some families are like, they, my family's probably on the spectrum, like a scale of one to 10, 10 being like the top. Like we're more in like the eight range. Like we joke around a lot. I think, but we're not like so hardcore. There's so much roasting. There's so much where, even I could feel in a place where I could, I'm, I'm not saying that I, it's outside of reality that I could feel uncomfortable in a situation and like that. Like Christmas. some families go so fucking hard <laughs> and they, they will say some shit like that. And I mean, if it's just that crazy uncle and whatever, you know what I mean? Like family dynamics are different. If their family dynamic is that they just, they, they're going to roast you and they're going to do all this stuff. Like, 
maybe you just got to man up a little bit <laughs> and throw it back to him. Be like, that's why your dad's dead. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's from a show. It's Don't from actually 10, 15. Do that. All guys, at the end of the day, all you can control, just, you know, write some roast jokes of your own. <laughs> right, you show up right into a set. That's why you're on your third marriage, Uncle Ted. Okay. <laughs> Making fun of me. <laughs> One time, I have an MBA. One time I was talking you're shit about me. One time I was talking shit about my relationship. And I was like, until you're not on your third marriage, I yeah, I went hard. Okay. I mean, I well, I was with an ex and we were with this family and they were talking about another family member. Like they were talking shit. I was living for it. You know, I love other people's drama. So they were talking about like another person and I was just taking it in and taking it in and waiting for my moment. And like, I think, I can't remember exactly what, but I just did a callback from that family member and like dropped this line and like they like fell to the floor with laughter. Uh-huh. And I, that was like right before I left. I was like, the fact that I'm leaving on this moment? high, I might <laughs> dropped and then we got in the car. I had that moment. I met like, Kate's family. I got there and his sister told this story about somebody dying and then his brother-in-law told this story about like someone's funeral. And then like, I was like, you guys just like love telling stories about people that die. Like, and they all laughed and it was just like, I was yeah. like, okay, these people are cool. Like I can get along with them. Listen, at the end of the day, all you can control is your preparation and your effort and your your partner's preparation and effort and just do your best. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm trying to get you drunk, I guess. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, you know, to start Keep with two glasses or if, I don't do that with Ashley's family, but I'm not a new partner. You're fine. I mean, what are you going to, what are they going to do? You're, you're in, you're, um, in, you're in for life. Well, we hope you guys liked this. Yeah. Um, this advice, it was really fun giving it. Yeah. hundred uh, percent. And we asked you guys for uh, the craziest, funniest meet the family stories. Oh, you guys submitted the funniest <laughs> stuff. It's always like really hysterical. We picked a couple. Um, there's a, I'm going to start with a short one. Cause you know, you guys know I can't read as well. As <laughs> Kids who can't read good. Okay. Um, I met my boyfriend's dad and his wife. She sent us two stories, by the way. We just picked the second one. Okay. I met my boyfriend's dad and his wife. That was an absolute trip. I go over to their house to make Christmas cookies with their whole family. Everyone is super nice and friendly. We get done making cookies and we sit on the couch and we're talking about Christmas gifts. And all of a sudden his dad brings up that his wife did a boudoir shoot for him and made it into a book for him. He then proceeds to get the book and insists that I look through the entirety <laughs> of this thing of no. his wife's nudes. <laughs> Full bare ass and tits out sexy lingerie everything but vag he points out all his favorite pictures and raves about how hot his wife is <laughs> which to be fair she is 15 years younger than them than him at a total smoke show but still my fiance who just saw his stepmom's nudes and i were so uncomfortable but his dad's wife is just chilling not even phased that her husband is showing off her nudes he then insisted that i make one for his <gasps> son i hadn't read this sorry for Christmas and said that he would hook me up with the photographer who did his wife's shoot. So I was uncomfortable and I thought I could never see them again, but now his whole family jokes about it and said they knew I was I was a real one for not getting scared away. Can you imagine the guy's like, no, 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 you got to see page 23. Her but titties like, look amazing. I would be like, yes, show me. Like, I would love, I live for this stuff. Like, this is just the best content. Like, <laughs> if you get to experience something like that, you are so blessed. Like, <laughs> People go through life never having stories like this, never experiencing stuff that this that's this insane. Like the second he brought that book out, I'd be like, oh fuck yes. Like <laughs> thinking about the group chat that I'm about to fire up later. So like true. it is, I live for this. Also, I live for boudoir photos. Like, also, I'm probably gonna contact the photographer. Also, I feel like I know the stepmom on a new level. Like we're girls now. You know, like I, I love this. I would be like, go off with those nice titties. It's so true. Yeah. I, I feel like when you're in comedy too, you just, you live for these situations. <laughs> you can tell people about them. <laughs> Yeah, it is the the um, son probably was the un- uncomfortable person in the room. Mm-hmm. 
Um, like he, he, now he's just, that's, he's like, that's who it's uncomfortable jerking for. Jerking off to his stepmom. You know, like it's weird. That's who it's uncomfortable for. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to read the next one. Guys, I, I'm not, I didn't prep for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to shout out Raina. Like I usually do. I read all these emails. I just did yeah. it. So I appreciate it. I mean, I was, I've been doing other stuff. I haven't been, but anyway, so these are all new to me. Okay. She says, Hey, Raina, Ashley and Azul. Oh, I have loved Gigi from the beginning. And once Ashley responded to one of my DMS, I still live off that high. Sorry. You didn't cut that Raina. So I'm going to read it. Okay. So she says, well, well, I currently live in Seattle. I grew up in the Midwest in high school. I was dating this guy. Let's call him Kane. I can't live. So he's from over there. So I know. Like, this email might be about him. I don't know. Okay. So this girl's dating Kane, Raina's current boyfriend. And <laughs> <laughs> well, you've met his family, so you would know. Okay. And one weekend I was invited to the family cabin, which also happened to be where his grandma lived. Kane and I were... <laughs> I'm so glad that we've DM'd before. I love this girl. Okay. Kane and I were in separate bedrooms, which left me somehow in his grandma's bed. She was in the guest room for some reason. That night, being the lazy person I am, I decided I didn't want to get up to pee before bed, thinking I'd probably be fine. In the middle of the night, I strangely had a dream about peeing. Sure enough, I woke up to realize I'd peed my boyfriend's grandmother's bed. <laughs> so easy to blame on the grandmother, though. <laughs> Mortified, I ran to the bathroom to see if there was anything I could use to clean it, but there really wasn't anything. So I opened a window, sprayed random cleaning products and perfume on the stain. The next morning, once the pee stain had dried, my boyfriend woke me up by jumping into the bed directly onto the pee stain. I did not tell him what had occurred. Then probably the worst part, TBH, on the way out, my boyfriend forced me to kiss his grandma on the lips. For context, my family barely hugs. After pissing in this woman's bed and planting one on her, I soon realized this was too much for me. I did eventually tell Kane about the pee. The grandma never said anything. Thankfully, we eventually broke up and I never have to kiss the grandma again. Okay. Also, like you think about this from what a 17 year olds, like this is the end of your life. Like this is like, 100%. I'm going to jump off a cliff. I'm going to jump out this window uh, right yes. now. It's like, this will never be okay. You're panicking. You're trying to find cleaning products. Yeah. I'm glad that you and Kane got through it and then broke up. <laughs> I think that was totally about Kane. Just kidding. I might know be, his grandma. It might know? be about Kane. Um, oh I don't know God. about his grandparents. I think they're all dead. I don't know. I don't actually know. Um, and the grandma died shortly after the trauma <laughs> of someone peeing in her bed. Products. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, I like to call this email face cum. Okay. 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 So I was dating my first boyfriend who I had, who I had a sexual relationship with. We'll call him Kane. <laughs> And like Raina discovered at an early age that I enjoyed cum and blowjobs because I am from a family that does not talk about sex and from a small town. I did not have access slash education on birth control and I knew I wanted to be... <laughs> Sorry, I read ahead. That sentence is wild. And I knew I wanted to be a doctor. So I gave and received a lot of head to prevent pregnancy. What, what does that have to do with you being a doctor? What does it have to do? <laughs> She's like, I had a big career ahead of me, so I didn't want to get pregnant. So I just gave a lot of, sucked a lot of dick, like uh, birth control. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, my boyfriend and I used to do a lot of stuff, a lot of car stuff. Desert town, it's easy and fun. And he'd come on my face a lot. Before meeting up with his family for dinner, we of course were feeling incredibly romantic and hoary. So I gave him a nice blow job and he came on my face. How often are you getting cummed on your face? 
<laughs> we got cleaned up, or so we thought, and went to dinner. While we were at dinner, his mom saw something on my neck. Mm. Surprise, it was dried cum, and proceeded to wipe it off me with oh. her finger. This wasn't our first time meeting, but my 17-year-old self was traumatized while her son watched in horror, and I told her it was dried ice cream. Oh. I want to throw up. Anyway, don't let your man come on your face before meeting up with his family unless you're going to shower after. <laughs> I, like, this is like, there's something about Mary. Like, it's oh. just so... <laughs> It's so gross. It's so gross. Like, not like, you mean, let somebody come in your face. Like, that's not gross. Live your truth. But I will, I would never recover from this. They're doing a lot of car stuff. A lot of car stuff. To get your, to get your, like, someone coming on your face in the car. That's, that's something else. All right. This last team is a little long, but it's a ride. It's very funny. Okay. Hi, ladies. I'm so excited to share the story with you. I feel like it's finally my time to shine with this one. Here we go. For context, I've been dating my current boyfriend for one year, but we were friends hooking up all throughout college as well. So I know him very well, but never met his family. We started dating in July of 2020. And when we made the decision to date, we knew we had already developed serious feelings for each other. So we knew things were going to move pretty quickly. Little did I know just how fast things were going to move though. A month after we started dating officially, he asked me to meet his entire extended family. It's huge, by the way. This was no ordinary family gathering. However, I was expecting the family gathering to be a barbecue family reunion type thing but when i showed up i learned it was a spreading of the ashes ceremony for his great-grandmother <laughs> not not an ideal way to meet someone's entire extended family in case anyone was wondering so i knew things were going to get weird but nothing prepared me for the moment when they whipped out the dixie cups and asked everyone in attendance to scoop the ashes of his great-grandmother out of the urn with dixie cups and spread them throughout the woods of new hampshire <laughs> Her, her boyfriend didn't tell her. That's what they were doing. He was like, we're going to grill out. I would either break up with them or marry them the next day. My boyfriend's uncle was the one facilitating the whole thing. So he asked people to start coming up to spread the ashes and no one wanted to be first. So we started calling out people individually to come up and spread them. Freaking the fuck out. I asked his dad if I had to do this, to which he answered, oh God, no, I'm not doing that shit either. Stay with me. <laughs> oh my God. I love this. From that moment on, my boyfriend's dad has been my hero for saving me from not from having to scoop up the ashes of a woman I'd never met in front of people I didn't know. While all of this is going on, people are coming up to me, Dixie cups full of ashes in hand, introducing themselves to me. They're like cheersing. <laughs> they like do it ash cheers. <laughs> <laughs> then people start shaking my hand. And all I could think about was how much of this grandmother's remains were on my hand at that point. It was also... <laughs> It was also a windy day. So the ashes of his grandmother. <laughs> so the ashes of his grandmother were flying everywhere while people were trying to ask me questions to get to know me. By far the strangest way I've ever met a partner's family and his family, and I still laugh about how uncomfortable this was for me to this day. Dixie cops just running around. There's ashes everywhere. <laughs> All I can think about is my dad just throwing his entire Ziploc bag of Dewey's ashes into the ocean. We were all spreading them. My dad was like, boop, boop, dump. Okay, but this girl walks up to the dad. It's like, do I do He goes, fuck no, I'm fuck not no. doing it. I, that, is, that is my dad energy too. hundred percent. I can see your dad fuck, I'm not doing it. that. My dad would be like, I don't know. Just do it. It's so funny because me and you like love an audience. We'd be like, I'll go first. <laughs> you <laughs> said so true. I'd be like, I'll kick this party off. <laughs> we never met Lois, but I'm sure she was a wonderful woman. She would have made her memory me. live on. And I just do a little sprinkle. Like, like so salt dramatic. Salt. salt baby ashes down your arm. But you're like, who is she? 
<laughs> she takes the mic and starts doing a set with the Dixie cup in her hand. <laughs> tap, tap. Is this thing on? Oh. I love these. You guys, thank you for submitting these. Oh my God. These are so funny. These were um, so good. Uh, thank you for organizing this episode. <laughs> <You're welcome>. <laughs> <laughs> I did it with Bella. She, she helped. Um, all right. Well, that's it for us. Yeah. Guys, we hope you enjoy this episode. New merch. Girlsgettypodcast.shop. Get in there and start ordering stuff. We can't wait to see you guys wearing it with GGE Pride. Girlsgettypodcast.com. Tickets for live shows. And then if you have any submissions, you're coming to the shows, email those to stories at girlsgottypodcast.com and just put the name of the city you'll be attending the show in in the subject line and which showtime. I follow us on Instagram, girlsgottypodcast. I am Ash Hess on Instagram. Rain is rain.greenberg. Girls underscore got eat on Twitter and youtube.com slash girlsgottyeat. And we will see you next week. That's it, guys. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.